What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. Hey, I know it's been a minute. I apologize for the gap. Uh, it's just been really busy with work. And then Christmas vacation was actually Christmas vacation. I took a, I took some downtime, worked on some projects around the house, and uh, didn't get to do as much as I had I had wanted to. Um, but something something got under my skin yesterday. I, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. It's probably been a pretty popular headline. Uh, it's a Navy Times article basically blaming the chief's mess for recent ships collisions and it and at first and, and read the article you might you might feel differently uh and i encourage you to to read it and then you know if you if you don't like what i have to say then reach out and we'll talk about it but um i didn't i wanted to record this yesterday and i, and I didn't on purpose because i was upset and I kind of, I kind of knew immediately that I was upset. I'm a senior chief, and you're attacking the chief's mess, and that's something that I hold near and dear to my heart, and it's very important to me. I'm extremely proud, and so I understood there was a a pitfall there, and there, that I was like, I can't do this when I'm mad. Uh, I'm gonna approach it from the wrong angle, and I wanted to think about it more, and understand the point of view even though I disagree with it for the most part and, and I'm going to explain that but in addition to this as I waited and I'm and this is another reason why I'm glad I did because this article was a I believe it was an FC2 or an FT2 I'd have to go back and look it was a second class petty officer that wrote this article Navy Times published it and I, f I feel like the content of it was incredibly, um, I'm trying to think of the, the appropriate word because I don't want to attack this kid, but I guess short-sighted would, would be one of the better ways that I could explain how I feel about it. And I'm, and I'm going to get to that. Uh, but then in addition to that, there it got popular with junior sailors that were sharing it. And one of the people that shared it uh, into a group I'm a part of it's like a mentoring group that I've mentioned previously. Uh, she wrote a pretty long post, essentially kind of just piling on. And uh, and I felt like the, the viewpoint, it was very much parallel to the article, but a little less thought out. Uh, I think the young man that wrote that article has thought through this uh, quite a bit. Uh, he, he was very articulate in the way he was expressing this point. And the synopsis of the article is essentially that um, the Chiefs, he, he believes the Chiefs mess is uh, woefully out of touch, no longer really the technical experts, are more concerned with the perception that we're doing a good job than actually doing a good job, and that one of the quotes uh, that is getting a lot of attention is that they're, they just want everybody to shut up and color, you know, and, and just do you know, what they're, the, is expected of them or what the chief, you know, tells them to do instead of thinking outside the box and being creative and taking initiative and, uh, you know, trying to problem solve and, and maybe challenging the status quo to make things better. All of which are things I champion. And I want to preface my clap back with that I, I agree with everything this guy is saying about that a junior sailor should be allowed to do X, Y, and Z. 
but based on the tone of this article and the complete lack of a of a recommended solution there was like very little if any thought put into what the solution to this problem is it basically just laid out this this really long articulate complaint that could is probably valid and the points I want to talk about 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 what he talked about was a he's complaining about the Chiefs mess. Check, you had some bad Chiefs. I got it. Something that I, I've talked about, acknowledged as a reality, which is why I'm such a champion of leadership development in the Navy. Why I think it's so necessary because there are probably, and what I think this this young man probably experienced because over an entire enlistment, you're gonna have two or three Chiefs, so. It's far more likely that he had inexperienced or ill-equipped leaders, not necessarily bad leaders. And in the past, I've explained the difference between those two things. And I think it's very important to understand the difference between those two things. And the difference is that based on the lack of leadership development education that's that's provided, in the absence of some spectacular mentor, you're going to end up in a position where you're probably not going to be ready when you put on anchors. That doesn't mean you're not going to become ready. That doesn't mean that you're not going to develop those skills. But just like everyone, no matter how good we are, no matter if we're perceived to be good leaders or not, we're learning on the job. We're gaining experience on the job. So I'm I'm guessing because I have been I'm I've been on the other side of the looking glass for seven years where I've been in the chief's mess and I can tell you the vast majority of these leaders are inexperienced or ill-equipped when they first come in, chief's mess rally around them and with experience and training and mentoring, they get to where they need to be, okay? The system's not perfect, 100% agree with that. But to, to say, say it the way it was said just made my blood boil because the reason I, I, I kind of take an issue with it is because the junior sailor is so convinced based on this dearth of experience they have inside the chief's mess of what the chief's mess actually is and what the deficiencies in the chief's mess are. How could you possibly know that? In addition, you're sitting here saying that your solution to this problem is is separating from the military. That all the smart kids and all the talented kids separate from the military, and that's one of the reasons why the Chiefs mess is broken as well. And all of this is apparently like, like apparently it's completely lost on these people that every one of those chiefs was a junior sailor. Every single one of them experienced what you experienced and then took that experience into the Chiefs mess. So what do you think the more likely scenario is that they're inexperienced or ill-equipped and, and were put there to learn on the job, which I don't agree is the best way of doing it. However, you know, it's a quota-driven system, which I also agree is imperfect. Those spots got to be filled. There needs to be chiefs on board. So a lot of times they're not quite ready. It's not a polished, perfect product. And they're all human beings wearing a uniform to work. Of course they're not perfect, and they're not going to be this idyllic leader that that you, of course, would be if you were in that position because you're perfect, obviously. I was the same guy. I, I mean, it, it, and that's what, that's what I emotionally connected with in this article is that I was this guy. When, when I was three and a half years into my uh, first tour, I was this bright, high-functioning kid that had all the answers and could do it better and knew exactly what was wrong with the cheese mess, and that's why I was going to roll out. And here I am, 
13 years later, a senior chief, and my worldview is completely different because I have the experience and I have the training and I benefited from incredible mentors. There was a lot of luck in my professional leadership development in the Navy because the formal brick and mortar construct does not exist. I, I know I've kind of been all over the place with this, um, but the big issue I take with both with both the article and the Facebook post from that other young sailor that basically just piled on because yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's the chief's mess. It's a dysfunctional chief's mess. That's what's wrong. Is it perfect? No, absolutely not. Are there bad chiefs? As I've said before, absolutely. There's a, there are E7s running around wearing anchors. You're absolutely right. But they're rare. And it, junior sailors, from their perspective, don't understand that for God, so many reasons. Immaturity, just, you know, lack of understanding and perspective that that leader, your your chief, that probably got redistroed immediately after getting pinned, ink is still drying on their frocking letter, and they're expected to be the oracle the day they step on board. They're expected to know everything and just be the best and, and do everything perfectly and make your life wonderful and teach you all these things and do all these things. And then collateral duties are piled on top of that. Stuff within the chief's mess is top, piled on top of that. Their own professional de- leadership development and, and you know career advancement is on top, piled on top of that. And they're just expected to be perfect. Ask any chief that you know what their first year was like. It's like drinking out of a waterfall. Never mind a fire hose. Like it, and I've said it a million times on this podcast. Every, almost every day, it felt like every single day of my first year as a chief, my CMC was destroying my soul. Turns out he was developing me as a leader. But I'm telling you, destroying me until I found out where the bar was and got there. You think I might have been a little stressed out? On top of that, I had no fleet returning LPO. On top of that, I was undermanned. On top of that, they made me the career counselor for the largest submarine crew in the entire Navy. But I guarantee you there were junior sailors pissing and moaning about how I'm the worst chief ever and I make their life so difficult and if I just wasn't so stupid... I could run the division better and things would go so much smoother and what an idiot. And could I have done things better? Absolutely I could have. And could I have known more? And was there, was there, and this is the key, there was, was there a way I could have done it better that they knew and I didn't? Absolutely. And that was one of the keys in his article was that we should listen to junior sailors and we should give them input and ownership in the process. All of all of these are things you've heard me say before. But as a junior chief, which a division chief, especially on big decks, on bigger ships, many times the division level chief is a brand new chief because the senior chiefs and then the senior chiefs where it stars are doing more important, like higher level, more responsibility in charge of multiple divisions or a department type jobs. So the one that you have ready access to is still figuring it out. And what are you doing to help that development? Because that's, that, it's a two-way street. The leader needs to learn that it's important to accept your input, to give you involvement and ownership in the process. 
to allow you to contribute those brilliant ideas that you have in your head. It's critical to their success and it's really hard for them to transition from a technician that has their hands in everything to a leader that allows that to happen. It's incredibly difficult to relinquish that control and to allow those junior sailors to do that and to, to give them that trust, which they, by the way, have to earn. I know that because I've experienced it. You want to know who hasn't? The junior sailor complaining in the Navy Times that the chief's mess is broken. Shipmate, let me tell you right now, you have no idea what the chief's mess is. Zero. I'd be happy to explain it to you. If somebody knows this kid, I would love for you to put him in contact with me. Not because I want to attack him, because I want to have this conversation. And, and I know there are chiefs out there that are not willing to have this conversation, especially the junior ones that need more development. But I promise you, the senior guys are having this conversation with them behind a closed door in the chief's mess, that they do need to do all these things, but they're not going to develop overnight. And sometimes, this was, this was communicated in the full speed ahead training, sometimes those ideas that you have, that junior sailors try to communicate up the chain of command, are going to get shot down, are going to get dismissed, because some level in that chain didn't get it. Or maybe the idea wouldn't work, and hopefully they take the time to communicate to you the hows and whys of why, of why it won't work. But that doesn't mean you should stop communicating those ideas. And when they do that for you, when they communicate why it shouldn't be working, they should also communicate that, hey, keep them coming. Because you're only going to make us better. But I know for a fact that it can be frustrating. I've been there. So has every other chief you've ever worked with. But I also know that while we're blaming junior leaders, we're blaming new chiefs that are still developing and learning as bad leaders while we're pegging them all as bad leaders. And those bright, high-functioning kids are walking away bitter and angry and jaded because of it. What you also, what you, the junior sailor, need to understand is that this is a two-way street. And the, the complete lack of a solution in either the article or the Facebook post accompanying it, and I'm sure there was a bunch more that I didn't see, is that there's no solution offered. And then you, what are you doing to contribute? What are you doing to help that leader develop? And a lot of people will sit there and, and flat out tell me that that's not their job. Well, again, you're part of a team. You can, what you can cannot deny because it's a it's factual information is that you are a team member that chief team leader it is your responsibility as a team member to contribute to that team in any way that you can to make the team better if you're not doing that you're failing the team point blank period if that chief is not allowing that input to happen they're failing the team what I can tell you by my experience, by my perspective from the chief's mess is that it's far more likely that that chief is being told that than it is that, that you know, that you're taking the time to con continue to contribute instead of getting bitter and jaded and blaming it on a bad leader that's not a bad leader. 
The caveat, of course, being, like I said earlier, that bad leaders exist. And one of the best responses I saw to the Facebook post was, you know, if you want to fix this, make chief. Replace him. I've said that before. You want to make this better? Replace him. Do it better than they did. That's the best experience I've ever seen, even though none of us like experiencing poor leadership. One of the best, just a silver bullet to this problem is sailors that experience it that are, are like this second-class petty officer that can use that experience and learn from that negative example if they, in fact, had that bad leader and put that into practice and, and ensure that every junior sailor they come in contact with never, ever experiences that and their input is heard because I, I, I can tell you the bright high-functioning kids saying, nah, I'm going to take my skills elsewhere and it's your fault and you're all just idiots because that's who sticks around. People that are that are just gluttons for punishment and that don't care about you as junior sailors. That's a cop-out. That's absolutely your excuse for yourself to accept the fact that you're quitting. If you go and you do everything you possibly can to improve that team and that organization and then you choose to separate because this isn't for you good luck fair winds falling seas I got nothing but good things to say and I hope you succeed but saying that kind of stuff that's a cop out it's an excuse it's an excuse for you know placing that blame at the feet of someone else and it's we're easy targets the Chiefs Fest is absolutely an easy target. And I answered a question at, at a CPO 365 one time about, you know, how do you, if you are the good chief and you're labeled the bad chief, especially because of like chief misconduct in the command, right? I'm guilty by association if a chief goes to captain's mass because I'm a chief. And I lose some of the faith that junior sailors have in me when, it, when someone else doesn't uphold the, the expectations of a chief petty officer. 100% I am. And they say, what do you do about that? And I said, I pick it up and I carry it. Because I can. Because I'm strong enough to do that. Because the mess is strong enough to do that. Because it's what we do. We have to. I'm not taking my ball and going home. I got junior sailors looking at me the very next day. Saying, what's next, senior chief? And I still got to go execute that job with the increased difficulty level because of whatever misconduct happened. But I don't shy away from it. I don't make excuses. I don't blame other people. I don't blame my past poor leadership, which I've discussed ad nauseum on this podcast. But I, and I encourage you because I understand how this topic and my response to it could cause some, some, emotional reactions and, and you know what get a hold of me I'd be happy to talk to anybody including the sailors that shared the post that that passionately agree with the post or that agree with the article or even the sailor that wrote the article um, but I gotta tell you it was it was really poor form the way that was communicated and I wish the guy had a mentor that he could have talked to before he he did something like that 
because especially if he sticks around or I know I know a ton of guys that have separated and come back in and uh, you can't take that back but I would very much like to have that conversation with that guy especially because and I'll leave you with this because this could go on a really long time <laughs> the part that I don't think anyone ever thinks about is they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys suck at this. Terrible leaders. And uh, I'm just going to take my ball and go home. I'm going to I'm going to go be a civilian, go to college and and take my skills and go be successful and make a ton of money because my skills will be valued in the civilian world. What do you think is going to translate? That you make excuses, that you blame other people for your own your own failings and that you're a quitter. And I'm not saying that because they left the Navy. I'm saying that because you didn't try to fix any of the problems. You just made excuses and then decided the grass was greener because it's the easy way out. Not because you just, you know, you gave everything you had during your enlistment and then decided that this wasn't for you because there is a huge difference. So when you get to that civilian organization, if, if you couldn't put the effort in here, if you couldn't succeed here, and it was you. It wasn't this poor leader that you couldn't overcome. Because I know uh, just ton of successful people that have overcome poor leadership, and I consider myself among them. Like, what do you think's gonna gonna translate over? You think you think you're gonna succeed in that organization if you couldn't succeed here? Um, something to think about. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm home. I'm gonna go go inside and uh and i look forward to any feedback or, or conversation or, or whatever uh about that article if and if you haven't had the chance to read it i encourage you to do so and let us know uh what your opinions are about it uh that's what i got for you today uh thanks for listening and don't give up the ship